Good evening. Welcome to On the Couch with Dr. April, also known as Dr. Diamond. Thank you for joining me tonight. So the topic for tonight is what is psychotherapy? Yes, what is psychotherapy? Psychotherapy is having a group of therapies to help you understand what you need to help you make changes in your life. So what is the importance of that? The importance is self-care. So as we delve into this conversation tonight, again, um, I just want to provide you with smidgets of information and you will have the opportunity at the end, I will tell you how you'll be able to ask me questions if you need more clarity. From time to time, you may be seeing me look down just to get some references. So I just want to let you know what's happening so you are aware. Okay, so let's start our discussion on psychotherapy and what it is. So what I would like to do first is break down to you what mental health counselors are. So mental health counselors are uh, typically they're the ones you go in and you talk to, which are your licensed professional counselors, your licensed uh, marriage and family therapists. Those are the ones that you go and talk to as, as well as social workers. And psychoanalysts, well, excuse me, before we talk about the psychoanalysts, let's talk about the psychologists. The psychologists are also doctors as well, but what they do is they perform additional services with psychological testing. So what does that mean? That means assessments. What they do is run assessments like, uh, for example, if you're saying you're depressed, uh, they'll run those type of assessments uh, for children. If you are looking to do an assessment on your child, for example, ADHD, and you're trying to discover, you know, what is going on. So a psychologist can help with that type of assessment. A psychiatrist. Psychiatrists are the ones you can go to for, yes, therapy as well, or counseling as we know it, but um, to also get prescriptions for medication if needed. So again, they too will also provide uh, assessments, but you also the, they also provide, again, medication if you are needed for stabilization. Social workers. Social workers are trained in the areas of case management, but they also learn uh, the different modalities to help you uh, go through psychotherapy as well. So that just gives you a background of the professionals that work with you as far as helping you with your mental health care. So as we proceed, I want to go back to, again, what psychotherapy is. It is what we're doing right now, talking to each other. So as you and I exchange in a dialogue, as a marriage and family therapist, this is what I do. I sit down, I talk to you, and you, again, are the narrator of your story. So what I'm going to do is get to know you. So that's a part of what psychotherapy is, the talking, verbal communication. Psychotherapy not only just helps the individual, but families and couples as well. 
So moving right along, I just want to talk about two questions for tonight. First question is, how does Black and brown communities perceive therapy? The second question I'm going to go over tonight is, what can be done to build trust to seek services? So let's start with the mistrust. So historical acts, of course, of betrayal and oppression prevents our black and brown community from going out to seeking mental health services. Second is not having the connection with that person as far as racial identity. So if you're not looking at another person that looks like you, you may not have that trust to open up to them. What are the risks of disclosure? So when we're looking at our community, black and brown community, we're thinking, what would be the risk of me talking to someone that is non-black or non-brown? What would that look like? Okay, so self-disclosure in the environment that black clients and brown clients perceive as unsafe, uh, they won't, they'll have a level of paranoia. So they would avoid opening up because they may not know what would the ulterior motive would be if I open up to this person that doesn't look like me. So keep in mind, when you are going in for therapy, regardless if it is a black therapist, a brown therapist, and a white therapist. You are the expert of yourself. You will introduce yourself to that person. That would include also explaining what does it mean to be an African-American person? Does it mean because I have a next door neighbor that's African-American that we are grow up identical? So it is a part of what you're going to do is educate that person about you. Because my being a therapist myself, I do ask about you. Regardless if we look alike or we have the same skin tone or you identify with me because I'm a black therapist, my position here is to ask you about yourself. That is important because I need to know you. So keep that in mind when you are working with other therapists that don't look like you. You are the educator of them, of yourself. And please ask questions. And when you feel uncomfortable, state that you are. Concerns. Let's talk about the concerns. Finding a therapist that you can identify with. This is what the black and brown community are concerned with. Second, feeling distrust of the non-black therapist. Third, finding a lack of cultural sensitivity. So if the person's not sensitive to your culture, you will be very hesitant to reach out to that person or want to be involved with that person. And you may have that feeling of paranoia that you don't want to speak to that person at all. Fourth, being talked to, talked at instead of talked to. As a therapist, I have had that feedback by asking, you know, um, tell me about your experiences with other therapists. So they may say, you know, I've, I've, you know, worked with other, you know, uh, non-black therapists or non-brown therapists. And I noticed that they talk at me instead of to me and not getting to know me. So yes, I can see how that is insensitive and it makes you feel like you don't want to open up to that person. Remember, you are the narrator of your story. So continue to realize you are in control of what is happening through your therapeutic services. Finding a non-Black therapist that are not empathetic 
is also a way of preventing you from opening up to that person and also may feel like they're just normalizing that, you know, I may have depression, but it seems like they're normalizing the fact that I do or making it feel like you're imagining things. So if you are feeling like that, this is when you say, um, I'm not comfortable on your approach. Could you tell me why you may be speaking to me in that manner? You do have a right to do that. The other thing you can do too, you're not tied to that therapist, which means you can end that helping relationship. And simple as that, going to the front desk and say, thank you so much. But the therapeutic uh, help that I had with this particular therapist, I will like to cease. And you can do that. And they may ask your reasoning and you can provide one if you choose. If you don't, it is totally your prerogative. Benefits of working with a therapist. Let's talk about that. Help to clarify your thoughts. Regain a positive perspective and prioritize your life concerns, expressing your feelings in a safe environment. So that's important. When you feel like you're safe, you will be able to express yourself. Awareness of potential patterns of life. So if you're constantly doing something that you're questioning over and over again, that's something you need to look at a little deeper. Why am I doing the same things? For example, if I am overly sad or I notice that I'm sadder than usual, uh, start looking at those patterns of behaviors. How do you do that? Jot it down. Well, Monday I was not feeling well. Tuesday I started crying out of nowhere. Wednesday I just wanted to lay down and not go anywhere or do anything. So this is you now keeping awareness of what is going on with you. So that's why it's important to look at the patterns of behavior in your life or as things go on. Arrival to your own healing. I will talk about the healing process shortly to give you an in-depth view of that. Release of stress, tension, and problems. This is what therapy can be beneficial as for you. Believe in the power of communication, communicating, just stating what is going on with you instead of internalizing, which it can harm you more. There's no stigma about talking to a professional that would assist you upon arriving to the end of your journey, which is your healing journey. So as a footnote, therapy is a vehicle of healing. It is. So let me talk about that a little bit. When I work with my clients, the first thing I say to them is, thank you so much for reaching out to me. And thank you for being aware that you are in need of help. So I talk about therapy, but I kind of push that word to the side and say, hey, let's go on a healing journey together, which means you're the person driving the bus or the train, and I'm just the passenger on it. I'm the one that's going to supply you the tools. So if we were to look at that deeper, what would the tools look like? So if you are the person driving the bus, I will tell you, look, you can pull over to get gas so you can continue to drive the bus. If the bus breaks down, you may have to get the engine refixed or get it repaired. Same philosophy. So that's what I do. You are the narrator of your story. So therefore, we are walking through a healing path. Talking. I talk about what talking looks like because that's what we're doing. We're talking. And I may ask you questions here and there for clarity 
to get an in-depth view of your story, understand you as the person. So this is what healing means. So for you, think about that. What does healing mean for me? How do I get to my goals? So that's what you're trying to do. And basically, uh, the best thing for you to think about is, if I go back to the past, what would that look like? And how am I cultivating my growth as I go along in my life? So going back to your past can be challenging for you because you're revisiting a place that could be traumatizing to you and you may not want to go there. But going back there will promote growth for you as you move on into the future. So think about that. Going back to the past is you now reconnecting to what you disconnected from. So think about how that looks when you are now healed as a person, because you had to revisit that past past to know where you're going. So remember that tidbit as you think about when I decide, do I want to go to therapy? Therapy is also a way of you educating yourself for the importance of self-care. A part of self-care is your mental health. If you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of no one else. And that's a fact. So if you're not mentally there, how can you be mentally there for someone else if you are not there for yourself? Please take a moment to reflect on the information that I provided for you today. If you're a person who have experienced trauma in your life, depression, you have attempted to take your own life, please seek professional help. Seek professional help. Here are a few resources to find in Black and Brown Therapists. Psychology Today, Council for Relationship, Vitality Behavioral Health, Therapy for Black Girls, and many other web searches you can go on to find Black and Brown Therapists. There are also empowerment groups, which is different, you know, a different type of support. So an empowerment group, of course, it promotes a cohesiveness, a support system, encouragement, and a non-judgmental environment. So when you're in that type of environment and you're working with other people, and this is men and women alike, if you happen to seek a group, go observe and go a few times. Don't just go and just say, oh, I just didn't like it. Cause you don't know based on your first time, if it can make an impact on you. So give it a couple of tries first before you decide to walk away. So I wanted to talk a little bit about my support group. It's called Candid Conversations with Dr. Diamond. And I am seeking uh, new group members between the ages of 35 and 65. And if you are interested, please go to Facebook. You will look up Candid Conversation with Dr. Diamond on, or you can find me on, on, on the couch. Please messenger me there. Or as you see through the tagline as it goes by, you will also see my email address, which is Candid Conversations with an S, Candid Conversations at gmail.com. So before we end for this evening, and again, I know it's short and sweet, and that's what this is, is to give you a little bit of input 
on just various little topics. And if you have questions of clarity that you need about therapy, how does it really work? How do I get to a therapist? How do I go and get referred? What do I do? For example, if you needed to find a therapist, you can look on the back of your insurance card and find out what therapists are in your network and look them up. Look them up, research them, and call them, set up a consultation, and you will see within the first maybe five, 10 minutes if you're actually gelling with this person. So that's another tidbit for you to figure out, is this person good for me in my healing journey? So before I close for tonight, it is Black History Month. So let's talk about that. We are Black 365 days of the year, seven days a week, and 24 hours a day. So let's talk about a couple of people that have done some remarkable things for us. So let's start with Carter G. Woodson organized the first Negro History Week celebration on the second week of February in 1926. The week celebration eventually became a month long celebration, which is now known as Black History Month. But just remember, your blackness is every day of the week and we are the most powerful people walking around. Second, Phyllis Wheatley. So let's talk about her. A slave brought from Africa as a child and sold to a Boston merchant, spoke no English, by the time she was 16, however, under the tutelage of her owners, she had mastered the language. Her interest in literature led her to write and publish poems on various subjects. In 1773, she is one of, if not the earliest published African-American author. So thank you. Carter G. Woodson, and thank you, Phyllis Wheatley, for being a pioneer to African-Americans. So I would like to thank you all for tuning in to On the Couch. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or topics of interest that you would like for me to go over, please reach out to me by email, as you see, as it's going across the banner, Facebook, Instagram, and most of all, I enjoyed talking to you tonight and giving you some tidbits. Thank you. My name again is Dr. April Piercy, also known as Dr. Diamond. Thank you. And you have a wonderful evening. Have a good one. Thank you for joining on the couch this evening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and if you want to contact Dr. Diamond, you may reach her at candidconversations.dr.d at gmail.com. Have a great evening, and we will see you on the next show.